the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you're married and there's a co-worker that you're flirting with, cut it off. If you are in a texting relationship with somebody that you're not married to, end it. Block them. If you've got a transfer to a different department and your job, put in for a transfer. If you've got to quit your job and get a job somewhere else, change jobs if necessary before you cross the line. Have you been towing the line with adultery, either physical or emotional? In today's message, Pastor Dan challenges listeners to do whatever is necessary to protect themselves from sexual sin. We are called to be held above reproach, and often that requires extra layers of accountability. How can you put safeguards in place to ensure that the enemy has no foothold in this area of your life? Don't give him any room to roam. You will never regret making extra efforts to protect your family. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now look again at verse 5 and why this is important. It says, and come together again. Again, it's talking about intimacy here. So that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. You should come back together in intimacy because if you don't, you are giving Satan an opportunity to tempt you or tempt your spouse into adultery. Again, God created marriage. Marriage is his idea. Marriage is, we're told in the Bible, in the New Testament, it's a picture of of Christ's relationship with the church, where Christ is the groom and the church is his bride. Society, nations are built on marriages, families. Satan hates marriage. And he, if you're married here, he hates your marriage. And he would love to destroy your marriage. And one way Satan can destroy your marriage is through adultery. So don't abstain from intimacy in your marriage for very long. Again, however long you can fast. And only if you both agree to that so that you can focus on fasting and praying. Because if you abstain for a long time or you abstain for any other reason, you're giving Satan a potential opening. To tempt you or to tempt your spouse to adultery. Now, in Proverbs, you don't have to turn there. There's a whole bunch of verses I want to share that I can't share. But in in Proverbs, I think this is important. 
in Proverbs, Proverbs has a lot to say about the immoral woman or the adulterous woman. I encourage you to read Proverbs uh, and what it says about adultery and the immoral woman, the adulterous woman. And when it talks about, listen, when it talks about the immoral woman, Proverbs says very little about the immoral woman's appearance or her beauty or her dress. There are some verses that talk about her physical beauty. But what Proverbs says over and over and over and over is that she seduces, listen, with her flattering words. Not so much her beauty. But with her flattering words, with her compliments, with the kind things that she says and the nice things that she says. Listen to just this one example. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 21. Listen to what it says. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Doesn't say anything about what she's wearing or what she looked like. Just that with her enticing speech and her flattering lips, she seduced this man. If you're here, if you're married... Make sure that you are the one speaking enticing words and flattering words to your spouse. And not someone else. Make sure you're the one. Who is saying kind things to your spouse and complimenting your spouse and not just criticizing your spouse or not just giving your spouse a list of things they need to do. Don't forget to go to the grocery store. Don't forget to pick up the laundry. Don't forget to. You be the one who flatters your spouse with your words. You be the one who says kind things and complimentary things and sweet things to them so that they're not hearing it somewhere else. Now, turn with me over to Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five. In Matthew chapter five, we are given uh, Jesus's interpretation of the seventh commandment. Matthew chapter five. Here is Jesus's interpretation of you shall not commit adultery. Matthew chapter five, verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her. Has already committed adultery with her. In his heart. And so now the rest of the room is squirming a little bit, right? (laughs) With this one, Jesus said, whoever. Whoever, whoever looks at a woman with lust has committed adultery with her in his heart. Like with the other commandments, this commandment doesn't only apply to the physical act. But the the violation of the commandment is done in the heart. Adultery begins in the heart. And this commandment, the seventh commandment is broken every time we look at a person with lust. Every time we look at a person with desire. So just looking breaks the commandment. And you know, there's some people who say, well, it doesn't hurt to look. Actually, yes, it does. It does. If you look with lust, 
you're guilty. So this would also include, you know, looking at pornography. This would also include uh, fantasizing about someone in, in your mind. And so we're all guilty of breaking the seventh commandment, at least in our hearts. Because I, I'm willing to bet that everybody here has looked lustfully at someone they're not married to. And if you have never done that, probably should go to the doctor because there's something wrong with you, right? Again, just like with the other commandments, what does this show us? There's none righteous. No, not one. We're all guilty. The purpose of the law is to drive us to Christ, to show us our sin, to show us our need for a savior, to point us to the cross. And adultery is not the unforgivable sin. The only unforgivable sin is rejecting Jesus Christ. We're all sinners. The only unforgivable sin is rejecting Jesus Christ and his offer to cleanse us from all of our sin. David, in the Old Testament, he committed uh, adultery with Bathsheba. And when David was confronted about his sin, David confessed his sin to Nathan the prophet. He didn't try to make excuses. He didn't try to get out of it or anything like that. He just confessed it. And then later on, he wrote Psalm 51. And listen to what he writes in Psalm 51. This is after he confessed his sin to Nathan, after he came clean on his adultery. He writes, have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That's what Jesus does through his death, through his shed blood. He blots out our transgressions. He washes us thoroughly from our iniquity. He cleanses us from all of our sins. And then David goes on to say, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Right? He's confessing his sin. And he says, my sin is always before me. His sin of adultery was always on his mind. And then he says, against you and you only have I sinned. And done this evil in your sight. David says against you and you only have I sinned. And why does he say that? Because God is the one who created and sanctified marriage. And when a person commits adultery, they're sinning against God. Also in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, you've got the story of Joseph. When Joseph was tempted by Mrs. Potiphar... And Mrs. Potiphar propositioned Joseph to go to bed with her. Remember, Joseph was just a teenager, teenage boy. She's an older woman. She's married. It's the first cougar in the Bible right there in Genesis 39. But do you remember what Joseph said to her proposition? He totally could get away with it. And Joseph said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Bravo for Joseph. Being a 17-year-old kid, propositioned by an older woman, and he can get away with it? And that's his answer? How can I do this? Great wickedness and sin against God. Adultery is a sin against God first and foremost. It's a sin against 
the spouse, and it's a sin against the family, but it is a sin against God most of all. Now, with just our our remaining time, um, I just want to give you a list of ways to keep yourself from adultery or sexual immorality. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So this is just a list of ways that can help keep you from adultery and sexual immorality. It's not meant to be comprehensive, but you may want to jot them down. First of all, recognize your weakness. Recognize your weakness. Don't think, oh, I could never commit adultery. I love my wife too much, or I love my husband too much to ever commit adultery. We all can be enticed to commit adultery given the right circumstances. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Let him who think he stands take heed lest he fall. And so we need to be humble about this. And know our own weakness that, hey, yeah, I'm not above adultery. Or I'm not above sexual immorality. Number two, resolve to keep yourself from adultery and sexual immorality. Resolve to keep yourself from adultery or sexual immorality. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. Before he got into the situation, he already purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. So purpose in your heart. Purpose in your heart to not put yourself in a situation or put yourself in a relationship that might lead to adultery. That might lead to sexual immorality. Maybe at your workplace with a co-worker. Put safeguards in place. You know, that I'm, I'm just never going to put myself in a situation where I might develop uh, more than a professional relationship with my coworker. Number three, crucify your flesh every day. Crucify your flesh every day. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I, I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Jesus said, take up your cross daily. Every day. You have to put self to death and crucify your flesh every day. Jesus said, you remember this. He said, if your hand causes you to sin, what do you do? Cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, what do you do? Pluck it out. Now, he's not talking literally there because we would all be here blind without hands, right? (laughs) And we'd still have sin. But what he's saying is, is deal drastically with the thing or the person who is enticing you to sexual sin. Cut it off. If your phone causes you to sin, get rid of your phone. Or get a phone without internet access. 
on it. If you're married and there's a co-worker that you're flirting with, cut it off. If you are in a texting relationship with somebody that you're not married to, end it. Block them. If you've got a transfer to a different department and your job, put in for a transfer. If you've got to quit your job and get a job somewhere else, change jobs if necessary before you cross the line. Do what you got to do. Well, I can't, I can't quit my job. I mean, it's my job. I've been there for 25 years. and I'm... Well, you want to lose your family? You want to lose your reputation? You want to lose your marriage? What's the line? Number four. God always provides a way of escape. God always provides a way of escape. So take the way of escape. Take the way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. With every temptation, God provides a way of escape. Number five, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. It's a definite promise from God. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God continually. Number six, Resist the devil. Resist the devil. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy you and your marriage or your future marriage if you're single. So resist the devil. James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number seven, hide God's word in your heart. Hide God's word in your heart. Psalm 119, verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I what? might not sin against you. When Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, what did he use to fight back that temptation? The word of God. He quoted scripture that was hidden in his heart. Hide God's word in your heart. Number eight, run. Run from sexual sin. We've already seen this in 1 Corinthians 6.18. Flee sexual immorality. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, flee youthful lusts and pursue righteousness. Joseph, when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, ran, literally, physically, ran out of the house to get away from her. Number nine, and I think this one's pretty important. They're all important, but this one's really important. Number nine, remove any bitter root from your heart. Remove any bitter root from your heart. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 tells us that a bitter root will cause many to become defiled. A bitter root will cause many to become defiled. So remove any bitter root from your heart. Now what do I mean by that? Bitterness towards your spouse. Bitterness towards your spouse. Well, my wife doesn't meet my needs. My wife is cold as ice. My husband barely talks to me. He just comes home and he gets on the computer and watches YouTube videos, doesn't say two words to me. Or he doesn't care about my needs. Or he does a terrible job leading our family. Or she doesn't appreciate me. And she doesn't appreciate 
the things that I do. Or I deserve to be appreciated. Or I'm just stuck in this marriage. You need to remove the bitter root from your heart. Because here's what Satan will do. Satan will bring along a coworker or a neighbor or someone you meet online who will say flattering things to you and kind things to you and compliment you in a way that your spouse doesn't. And you'll start to think, he appreciates me. She sees the work I'm doing. She says nice things to me, unlike my wife. And that's just going to set the hook and take you down. So remove any bitter root you may have in your heart towards your spouse. Right? Love covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Maybe you're here and uh, you've been flirting with someone at work. Or you've, you've met someone online and you've been having conversations with them and you've come close to crossing a line or you've thought about crossing a line with that person. Let tonight's message be a warning to you. God is speaking to you. And God in his grace is giving you the opportunity to turn from that before you cross a line and you go too far. And there's no turning back. I'm telling you, after you cross that line. There's you people that cross that line want to go back. If I could just go back. And make a different decision. So if that's you, God is speaking to you. If you're here, you've already committed adultery. You've already are involved in sexual sin or you're caught up in in pornography. What do you do? You repent. You turn from your sin. You turn to Jesus Christ for cleansing and for forgiveness. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Remember the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more, Jesus said to her. He didn't commit a woman caught in the act of adultery. He forgave her and told her to go sin no more. Turn from your sin. A broken and contrite heart, Jesus will never turn away. So if that's you, you're guilty of adultery. You're guilty of sexual sin. You've gotten yourself caught up in a relationship with someone that you shouldn't be involved with. Maybe no one else knows about it. You've kept it hidden from everyone. It's not hidden from God. And you can turn to him and receive forgiveness and cleansing from him. And Lord, we thank you for Your grace and your mercy, we thank you, Lord, that you extend forgiveness to us. Even when we really mess things up, you offer us forgiveness. Lord, I pray for anybody here who's who's coming too close to a line. Lord, that they would turn back from that and cut off those things in those relationships, remove those things from their phone or whatever it may be. Lord, for those who've already crossed a line, Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would call upon you for forgiveness and grace. Lord, we thank you that there is no sin you can't forgive. We thank you that you make all things new and the former things pass away.
and you make everything new for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Have you ever had a moment where you feel you don't belong? Everyone here at Ring of Truth in Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, doesn't want you to experience that, so we'd like to invite you to come check us out. The next time you're near our home base in Columbia, Maryland, make sure to stop in and say hi. We understand how important a community of believers is in this crazy life, and we want to be that for you. So why don't you take the first step and head on over to calvaryec.com for our Sunday service times and directions. Once you have the information you need, make plans to come join us as we grow together in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. Do you need prayer? We'd love to pray for you as well. We know that distance is a factor for some of our listeners, so if you can't be here in person, please pick up the phone and call us at 410-491-4592. Again, that's 410-491-4592. We look forward to hearing from you. Pastor Dan Sexton's verse-by-verse teaching of the Bible is straightforward and simple to understand. It's our hope that it not only has encouraged you, but has also challenged you to change those things that don't reflect the character of Christ. Our ultimate aim is to be more like Jesus, and sometimes that requires a little bit of heart surgery. It's not for the faint of heart, and God will use your life to touch others. So thank you for listening to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.